Yes. <laughs> and on cue, Kanji's here. Not even a second. Not even a second to relax. Can you at least encourage them to meow into the mic? I know. For the listener's sake. Kanji. Come on now. Give us a give us a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> we take those. That, That's that, good. That probably came out all right. Oh, you know, you know what Shane introduced me to? Shane, your brother, your brother Shane, Shane. of course. It should always be prefaced. Uh, he introduced me to the <laughs> Tim Curry com- uh, Command and Conquer space, space line. Yes. Oh my god! But it it made me it made me wary that I a lot of our listeners might be in a similar position <laughs> to me and that they've never heard this. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna whack it in here, just sort of like here, Commander. You've rained on my glorious parade. For this, I'm sending everything I've got at you. But I won't let you have the satisfaction of catching me. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space! I'll also play it um, in my favorite version, uh, the French. Hmm. Because the way the the voice actor says La Spice is is just amazing. Commandant, vous osez marcher sur mes plates-bandes? En guise de remerciement, je vous envoie toute ma force de frappe. N'allez pas croire que je vous laisserai la satisfaction de me laisser capturer. Je m'enfuis dans le tout dernier endroit à ne pas encore avoir été corrompu par le capitalisme. L'espace! Do you have any follow-up? Uh, let me see. I have one. In the episode in which I accuse Roger Ebert of being a contrarian, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I checked back in on this. I, I, re- I had this thought, and then I checked back in on it, and I kind of do and kind of don't commit this the same contrarian uh, mistake in that I decided to both praise Papers, Please for its hands-off approach to storytelling, and then... Immediately praise Wilmo's Warehouse for being more hands-off and less showy than Papers, Please. Well, I mean, the, we, we were speaking about games in a different capacity with the Roger Rebirth discussion. We were tailor-making our choices to impress one man determined to not be pleased. <laughs> well, what can I say? I learned it from the best, you know? Mm. Thanks, Roger. Uh, Roger. Roger? <laughs> Thanks, Roger. <laughs> it's like Gaben. But for film, he's Rogered. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it. I was just going to call myself out. I was going to blame Roger Ebert. You know, he taught me a lot of good things. I, re- I-, I guess I also should say, I don't remember saying it in the episode, but I actually do really respect Roger Ebert. Mm-hmm. And uh, by actually reading a bulk of his reviews, I got to I got my head around um, the role of intentionality in art. Uh, he was mm-hmm. a big proponent for like, but basically he would say, you know, if a film was poorly made but had a good message, he'd be giving it a thumbs up. But if it, uh, you know, if it was glossy and beautiful and had a mean-spirited approach, he would be critically damning. And I always like, I always respected that because I don't remember any critic before that having ever just foregone 
the, the, the aesthetic appeal of something to say, hey, by the way, it's even if it's trying to do something good, it's it's coming from a mean, mean, cruel place and therefore should be shunned. I like that. Speaking of mean and cruel, I'm sure over the last couple of weeks, Lee maybe might have looked up what Roger Ebert was doing at the time of his life where he was discussing these things. <laughs> I read a few things and went, oh, yeah, thyroid cancer. Oh, you can't talk. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah I just... maybe uh, maybe I should recount a couple of things I said. <laughs> you know, pulling the collar, going, ooh. No, no, he, it, it was all in good jest. He, could, he can give him as well as he could take him. Even in his later days, I, wa- I remember watching his, uh, there was a documentary about him in his last days. He was in the middle of filming a documentary about his life, and he died during the production of that documentary. It's really, really good, except for the part, obviously, where he dies and leaves behind his adoring wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty pretty rough stuff, but uh, again, it's just a fascinating and, and, and seemingly lovely man. Man, imagine a bi- imagine having to make a biopic for Roger Ebert. Can you imagine the pressure? <laughs> yeah. I think that the good thing is they leaned into the fact that Roger Ebert's one attempt to make a film was fucking terrible. And there's like mm-hmm. you can get, the bar was so low that you can kinda you can kinda you just stride over it and go, Well, yeah, I did better than he did in, in his attempts. <laughs> It's a different skill set. Anyway, I've got a, uh, I've got some follow up of my own. If you're, I am good. That is me. Uh, last week, or sorry, I should say last episode, I speculated uh, that I half remembered that is the Epic Game Store still without a shopping basket. Uh, I re-downloaded it in order to get a free copy of Alien Isolation. Thanks for that, by the way. Suck nice. <laughs> and then uh, I went to the the store just to see what the score was, and yes, they do indeed still do not have a shopping basket. So that is cool. shock. I love that it's like the, maybe the first follow up ever where we. We checked in to double down on something we claimed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not not a correction, not a retraction. A straight up, I was very right when I said that. <laughs> I thought surely by this point they must have ended yeah. under my radar. No, no, it's still not there. That's incredible. In related news this week, uh, Stadia finally got a search bar. Stadia. Uh, I, I had that in my list. Stadia, the company owned by Google, the search company. I, I know I know platform designing must be very hard, very taxing, but there's gotta be s- <laughs> There are solutions there's gotta be a for checklist. this which already exist. Yeah, there's yes. gotta be a checklist of things that go into the standard client, you know? I think somebody mentioned that the Stadia library has less than 300 titles in it, so that might have something to do with it. Maybe there wasn't enough games for that to be a priority. Uh, my other bits of follow-up are that Shadow of the Hedgehog has 10 endings, not 12. Surely it has it has an odd number. It has to be 11, right? It has a true ending. I guess it would be the 10 technical endings and the 11th ending, maybe? Yeah. Uh, and uh, last week I discussed briefly the Paris Commune, which was a proto-communistic commune which existed uh, during the Franco-Prussian War, mm. but was shut down tragically before it could really it's get any influence Relating going. to the communard uh, influence mm-hmm. we were talking about last week. Regarding Disco Elysium. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I described it as the Franco-Belgian War. It's not the Franco-Belgian War. It's the Franco-Prussian War. I have purchased a cat of nine tails in order to remind myself never to make this mistake again. <laughs> it could happen any time. Mm-hmm. That's it for my follow-up. Did you stream in my absence over the week? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, here's our Fectomen Live plug. Um, mm-hmm. So last week, our uh, organizational skills kind of hit a wall. Well, that's not... Well, I mean, that's true on my part, I think, because uh, I had a deadline that I needed to submit for for my 
game dev cubbyhole project. I had to do finish the write up and then do a screencast of it that I needed to upload on the Monday of the weekend after we were due to stream. And I was like, I do not have the time to do a stream, my friends. So uh, you did something in my absence, didn't you? Yes, I um, I streamed for was it two or th- I think it was three hours. I played Disco Elysium. Um, so if uh, listener, if you are looking for a, a stream where the <laughs> where the uh, host is so engrossed in the game they stop talking for half an hour at a time. Check Ooh. out Twitch.tv/slashFectorManLive. That's Twitch.tv/slashFectorManLive. If that's not an endorsement of that game, then I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, I mean, it's also good because it means that for the last two episodes, this episode and possibly the next episode of this podcast you now have a frame of reference for what the fuck we've been talking about <laughs> that's true that's true yes if you go to our twitch for the next couple of weeks you can uh catch that stream uh and and just just see what it's like for someone to so- even in, in even in the scenario of i need to be entertaining to people on, on some level here the, I just could not do it. I was like, I'm just, I'm just reading this. I'm enjoying this. Just let disco carry you. It was just that I, I, I couldn't think of anything. I would rather be playing alone on the stream. So I was like, I've just got to, at, at least to continue making progress in this for the show. I gotta, I gotta push to it. And uh, mercifully, it wasn't the only progress I made. Uh, mm. But it was a good reminder that uh, man, I, I I fucking love this game. I gotta keep playing this at some point. Get more stuff for the episode. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's that was it. Nice nice short, uh, simple three R stream. Check that out. So moving on. So, Lawrence, how was your week? My week was good. Uh, once I had gotten the project out of the way, mm. uh, I... Oh, I guess we should talk about ga- Game Dev Cubbyhole because I played it during episodes. Oh, yes, episodes. that's true. Uh, I guess there's no escaping it. There really is one last episode of Game Dev Cubbyhole. <laughs> Woo! To... But it's you doing it. It's you yeah. carrying the... <laughs> I'm jumping in on your week to talk about your project. Carrying the segment instead of me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, play the theme. <laughs> Uh, you know, I say that there's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> I know it's not exactly a, a heavily narrative-driven game. It's yeah. really just a poker simulator. I will say it was very fucking cool. It painstaking amount of effort was very clear and evident from playing it. Uh, so, you know, that was a massive relief because you know there's nothing worse than being in the imp- the incredible imposition of, hey. Good friend Lawrence and show host. I now have to speak publicly to him and an audience about this project. It better shape up. <laughs> I am not as emotionally attached to this as uh, the last several moments might indicate that I am. So mm. by all means, talk as much shit as you want. It's that's, not going to hamper me. That, that's that's good. You got the the, the creators in you know, a distance, <laughs> especially because uh, part of the the report, the substantial like fifty page report. 50 plus page report that I had to compile regarding the project. I have to be ruthlessly critical with myself mm-hmm. and honest about uh, how I thought things were going and the final product and such. You have to such. kill the dream. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I also had to fill out a report, which I found quite fun, actually, because it's a little bit of creative writing. That was good. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I yes, I was uh, reading the uh, the report that you sent back to me, and I thought to myself, yeah, you can tell this guy has a degree, or <laughs> he's very, very used to writing up bullshit, uh, uh, critic appeasing <laughs> bits of 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 wordplay literature to mm. get. Excellent high marks from uh, from what are just systems designed to analyze writing, not actual people. Put in the adjectives, put in the verbs, mm-hmm. use the rule of three, get the fuck out of there. Oxford comma, <laughs> bam. Yeah, bam. That's at least five points. You're already rocking a, a, a C on an English degree with that. <laughs> Especially considering the other person that I sent it to was my brother, and he was terse. And I had to, I had to punch his up a little bit. Let's just put it like that. All right, you had to do what I did for big picture reviews. You know, wait mm-hmm. till the reviews draw in and be like, all right, it's time, to, it's time to whack these for the punctuation. Fun fact, listeners: he didn't have to punch up any of my shit because my shit was great. Yeah, I had to punch up your shit the least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to punch up Shane, my brother, my brother Shane shit the most. <laughs> Mm, the the uh the the most disagreement you and I ever had over big picture reviews wasn't even in my review. It was a headline for my review of Jackie, which is the movie about Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I was determined to have the headline for that to be something to the effect of "Sit back and to the left and relax as I tell you my <laughs> oh review." Oh my god, <laughs> grim! And you were like, "No." Nah. <laughs> See how, Bitterly disappointed. how Bitterly much I, disappointed. I've changed over time. I'm mm-hmm. I'm like one one notch on your car seat back from where I was. I might go. I might lean into that on a Vectorman title someday, if the if the, or similar similar kind of themes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we, but we no, just, have we no just... big picture. I was I was uh, too um too handshaky, too ingrained. There was a culture you had to can 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 rock them too hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we just need to wait for Lawrence to say something offensive enough to be funny, but that doesn't have any keywords in it that might perhaps upset any algorithms. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> we've we've been getting close. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, for those who want to hear me describe this project after all this time in my own words, rather than Lawrence's ex- expertly and kind of. Uh, in in uh, what's what's the term sort of in the bushes kind of approach? I, I don't know what the, in the weeds. In the weeds, that's the one. Yeah, it's, you know, he's really thick into it, uh, into into all the minutia that goes into designing such a thing. Uh, I can I can offer the stripped back, uh, pulled back approach. Uh, so what it, what it ends up being? It's a client that you open up, and uh, it's got instructions to play poker which are very detailed and the game of poker that you will be playing is no limits texas hold'em which i never played actually um so the, you know it, it actually proved its point of being able to teach you a version of, of poker because uh in no time i was destroying the robot <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that i was up against see uh, it's win-win if you if you lose to it i go damn i built a, a, a damn good ai if i do say so myself but if you beat it i'm like i'm such a good teacher i'm yeah, so good at this it worked almost exactly as you would intend it to where the first round i play the robot silently schools me and then i kind of it might also help that i've played a lot of games but you can kind of see through ro- robots after a while and you're like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I know what to do. I'll just pressure him. 
<laughs> pressure him in ways that that robots tend to fail at. And uh, it was it was a game for me of analyzing the weakness. And the weakness mm-hmm. was you could you could bully him a little bit if you just went way hard on 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 bids. At the same time, then I played another couple of games, and he was not so easily <laughs> misled. <laughs> So I don't know. It wasn't. Always, it wasn't always. Uh, it, there was no sign strategy to beating him, which I think is a pretty uh, good sign that the the robot did his job pretty well at not staying too stationary. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 was really well put together for what was what three months, two and a half months work on your own. Uh, it would have been about five months, I think. Yeah, uh, and you, you know, to build a fucking robot from scratch and uh, and all this uh, to delve into so many things. At this level, is just it was just mind blowing realistically from an outsider's perspective, and it did teach me a game of poker. So good job, <laughs> tick on the box. It did the did the job that the segment was touting it to do. I hope you're listening, University. Mark me generously. <laughs> the most devastating thing about all this, of course, is that they didn't ask for the project folder. They just wanted the code listings and the report and the screencast. So. uh... They they don't even want to play the game. They don't want to Terrible. play it. I know. I mean, I, I listed them in executable. For them, it's mo- it's all in the the project. It compl- in its entirety, not just the executable itself. So, eh. I know, but <laughs> isn't the easiest test to see if any of that code makes any fucking sense is to just play the executable. I have no idea what how they uh, how they test the code because they they just ask everyone to submit the code listings. Uh, just. Paste it all into a notepad and then send it across to us, all the code. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. But uh, this is a Unity project, so simply having the code isn't going to be very yeah, helpful. Yeah, so mm-hmm. here's a list to the, here's a link to the GitHub. We'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. Dear God. <laughs> okay, so the recreational part of my week, which hopefully henceforth will be the only part of my week. Disco. Let's talk disco. That was my whole week. It was disco. All right, great. Uh, I, I suppose we should start by... Uh, you know, we need to synchronize. Uh, yeah. I'm at the very, I'm at the very end of Thursday. Wow. Like, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I thought you would be. Yeah, I'm at the very end of th- like the the dead end of Thursday. <laughs> and, like Kim's went to bed, and I'm just going to take this opportunity to mop up a couple of things that I that he wouldn't be interested grab in. Grab those boots. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh no, no, I didn't grab the boots. Don't worry about that. Uh, no, I- I'm definitely grabbing the boots. <laughs> oh, I don't want to upset Kim. Well, I said I said a previous episode like a lot of my moral compass is this in this game is determined by my unwillingness to upset Kim. <laughs> I'm not out of any kind of ethical integrity. Whereabouts are you? I am about a little bit into the afternoon of Wednesday now. So last I left off, I was Tuesday morning, I think, somewhere in that mm-hmm. ballpark. Maybe approaching the afternoon. I'm now a full day later, although I have seemingly crammed a lot of crap into that Tuesday end period. Um, although now that I, I've gotten just far enough to realize that I'm, I've am i stepped into a bunch of the stuff you were talking about last week and now actually know what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. on my side of things, I, I, will, I will just bring up some of the stuff that you mentioned and now elaborate with nods and smiles that, yes, I do get it. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, I, suffice to say, you have acquired your police badge now, have you? I I have acquired my police badge. That was like the very last thing I did, uh, because I had a few other things to do on the Wednesday morning before I decided yeah, I'm gonna gonna rock on down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I suppose 
my question for you is, has your opinion changed since last did, episode? Did I stick did to my guns? Did you accept the name? Uh, no, I didn't accept the name. I know, that I, the, the thing is, and you did well to disguise this, the question is kind of loaded in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even, uh, it's not even hinging on the fact that, you know, this is really just about the name or the, or the role of the character that you were trying to play. It really does seem mm-hmm. to want to point to you're running away from something if you don't accept this name. Uh, yeah, that's kind of why I was pushing so hard on that, like, uh, previous episode. And I felt kind of bad. I felt a little bit judgy about it upon re-listening to it. But, uh, yeah, it very much felt to me, like, I was still, you know, surprising as it may be to, to say, uh, I was still 50-50 when I got to that moment on mm. whether or not I was going to accept my previous identity or run with this new thing. And the circumstances behind which you receive your police badge tipped it over the line for me like i had to think at that prompt yeah. for like at least five minutes like that's ah, even even with I the mean, preparation that you had brought up that i knew this is what it was going to lead to I, I i did uh agonize over it because the way the context in which it's played in for your character you are not being really just asked do you want that name you're being asked do you want to just fucking accept and move on it kind of actually does play into the build of the character that i was Mm -hmm. trying to play which is just because it's not just a name you're you are accepting that you're moving on with your life and that entails agreeing that it was your life but i i I had to double down on what i said and and stick to it and say uh no that's not my name uh and therefore giving the impression, even though in my head that's not how I exactly want to play it, that I'm some sort of history coward. <laughs> uh, that, that you're, like, the the most incredible, like, flick there is imaginable. And it's hard, because the, the way the, the way they pressured the question onto you, it couldn't seem, it couldn't scream more like it's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, it's it, uh, I, I completely understand why why anyone would buckle. And in any other case, if, if I hadn't have fucking just blurted it out there, I'm not doing that one. I might have mm-hmm. I might have reconsidered. Uh, Was this moment caught during your stream by any chance? No, no. It's uh, Ah, damn. Would have liked to have seen that. Stream only... I can't remember where the stream got to. I might have got to Everett Clare's office on the stream. I feel like that's it's what def- happened. The, getting your badge, it definitely feels like a moment where the game is looking up at you over its glasses with its eyebrows <laughs> raised, yeah. going, well, what's it going to be? And, it's, and then you go, and you glare back and say, my name is Raphael Ambrosia Costo. <laughs> it's not. It's not really in the game, but that's what my character seems to believe. <laughs> did you, uh, now, where exactly on the coast did you stop off? Did you uh, did you stop playing that? Did you literally just get your badge and that was it? I, li- I yeah, I moved somewhat up the up the coast to um what looked like a shack or something or uh, some more warehousing, and that's when I stopped. So I didn't see anything more of the island. Um, okay. Or the, yeah, the, the coast side of it. I've seen basically everything of the top side. I've seen I've seen behind behind the wall. Went to went to Everett Clare. Who um you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I liked him. I, mm, I he was he was entertaining. Uh, he was entertain. He's entertaining in that kind of small man sort of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he doesn't believe in really anything, and that's or or that maybe that's not fair. He affects not believing in something, uh, and but keeps his options open. 
Uh, I liked that uh, he was very squirrely. He was very, uh, <laughs> he's very worm-like. He's the, yeah, he's the like most like skeezy, like openly corrupt man imaginable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's a testament to the writing of this game that that can be immediately obvious that he's like the most sleazy guy you can ever yeah. possibly hope to meet, and you could still go, hmm, there's more to this guy than meets the I eye. I see it. What I mixed him up with. Last time, I thought the guy organizing the strike on the ground level was Everard Clare. Oh, no, the scab leader? Yeah, no, yeah. he's a different beast entirely. And that's why I felt like, what, when you asked me, what do you think of him? I was talking about that guy, and I'm like, yes, he obviously seems complicated and villainous. Um, but I also don't know enough about him yet. And I thought at some no. point you got into his office. So yes, no, I've now met I've now met Everard, and uh, yeah, he's I don't know. I found him really entertaining. <laughs> uh, I found that his version of of villainry was just cartoonish enough to be enjoyable, or and and I kind of even still complicated in how fake straightforward it is. But at least charming mm-hmm. in that it's based more in the character of the man and not the schemes he's up to. You're like, mm-hmm. he's setting me up for a trap uh, or something, and uh, I just gotta. I'm just he he holds too many cards to not fall into those traps. So I did you uh, did you accept his help? Uh, and his financial help or which help? Oh uh, well, he he attempts to exert influence upon you in a number of ways, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. I'm referring to him helping you get the body down from the tree and also soliciting his help in getting your gun back. I turned down his his big check. I uh-huh. I did the same I, because I'm a, I'm a straight-laced cop. Yeah. I turned down the gun offer. I did the same. And I accepted the body help from from <laughs> Measurehead. From Measurehead, huh? At the cost of having to hang out on 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 the wall and be associate, cops look like they're associating with the strikers, and also I uh, opened the door, of which I've yet to find out what the consequences of that is. But I've, I I've didn't opened the door. open the door. Yeah, I put off opening the door. I was like, I spent a lot of time agonizing over this because. I really, really didn't want to help this guy no. at all. <laughs> yeah, in the I slightest. know. I um, the game. I, I should explain, to listeners. The, the idea of this is when you're talking to this guy, the sleazy pol- pol- uh, political type. Um, he basically says he'll he'll help figure things out for you if you do him a favor. You can you can flatly deny him. Although the game kind of strongly hints that at some point you'll have to confront this, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I was kind of like, you know what? I'd, I'd rather just get it over with. I'm already going to be seen on the wall uh, helping these guys. I might as well do this one thing and find out what's up. And uh, what's behind the... All he asks you to do is open the door and walk away. Uh, but what you can do is walk into the door and check out who or what might be behind the door. And mm-hmm. technically, I, I have only got strong hints at who it might be who's who's... Uh, house or room I've or hideout I've opened, but I've no idea whose it is. Yeah, by the way. I, I don't know. Go I haven't got it confirmed yet, so I'm not going to throw it out there. Uh, it 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 looks like it will come up in in the game one way or the other. Anyway, whether you do or do not open the door, you will confront this path and this character. So it's interesting. I'm interested to find out what what the hell it goes into. But that's that's the the context, listener. If you're wondering what the hell the door opening <laughs> means. <laughs> uh. I'm surprised you 
Or so uh, you you liked him as much as you did, considering he insists on dead naming you to borrow a phrase. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. But I just went la 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 la. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my character. You got a lot of options to basically say. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I accepted that name, and I still really disliked that. It was like it was it was really sort of cloyingly, like desperately, like grasping. It was, you know what it, I mean? It like, was very. Um, it was it was such an obvious power move. Where you just you come out the gate knowing that he knows that you have some form of amnesia, and he first thing he does is throw information he has on you at you to incriminate not, you in some manner that you can't understand. It's a good it's a good power move. Not only is he holding the fact that he knows who you are over your head, like he's kind of attempting to gaslight you into thinking that you and him have previous <laughs> like relations, like. Hey X, it's all hey you know you know it's all good. We're friends here. Let it X X X. Always calling you by your first always name. Always calling over you and over by and, over. and saying buddy and pal, and uh-huh. and it doesn't help that you've left a an array of evidence up in his general area, like your coat and your and the other stuff belonging to you has been left on the trail to this guy. So you've definitely been there somewhere in your life. You, you just how far you went, how far you got it was. Never really revealed. So, uh, you said that you never looked in the mirror in the the whirling yeah. rags in the motel. Uh-huh. So, what does your what does your character portrait in the bottom left hand corner look like? You know, the original, the very first portrait you get, where it's a big blur with a with a uh, red triangle for a nose, and you have no distinctive features. Yeah, is it still that? It remains that. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah, I know. I, I've I've looked at the mirror every time I go to bed in the hotel. I, I look at I, I I get I look at the mirror and look at the options. And and you hear the voice, someone like Inland Empire says, um, uh, uh, you know, oh, don't do it. It's going to hurt like fuck. Uh, and uh, I'm because my role is to listen most of the time to Inland Empire. I just de- agreed. and like, all right, then it's not worth it. <laughs> Decided not to. Uh, so that's why you, you I was confused previous episode because you you didn't know what I meant when I was referring to the expression. I did know what you meant because I had done it before. Uh, in my first playthrough, I had looked at my, my reflection and did know what the expression was. Uh, it's just I, I didn't get I didn't get to see it till the next part where you undo the expression to make something all the more severe and horrible. I never got mm-hmm. I never got that far, but I, I, I knew what the expression was. And uh, and it's weird because even though I don't have my face, there are lines that come up when you're talking to characters or looking at certain uh, looking at certain objects that do reference the expression. But uh, mm-hmm. you, obviously, in my playthrough, I've never got, I've never been introduced to what that is. So <laughs> it's it's really interesting. Uh, well, uh, also, I, uh, I in relation to your last. Uh, your last talk, I have met the Sunday friend. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes. What did you think of him? This, for listeners, this was the Eurocrat alike that uh, Lawrence was talking about last week, uh, who said, whose skin-crawling nature put a black mark over his own views of the EU politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I see it. Oh, oh. Yeah, you see what I mean, though, right? He's... It, evasive in the most blatantly transparent ways possible, sticking to some sort of pre-written text about how to interact with human beings. It's, mm-hmm. it's, well, especially because, oh. I mean, some caginess is to be expected considering he has just emerged from what I can only assume is some kind of 
uh, underground homosexual encounter. <laughs> that 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 was my suspicion anyway. Not only that, like just... he's he's also implicitly a suspect in the case, but he refuses Ooh, to be really? condemned. Well, he saw he was there at the night with the murderer and yeah, had a view a over he's it. A, he's, he's definitely a witness. a witness. You know, so but he doesn't allow himself to be caught into that conversation and disappears. So it's just one of those like massive oh man there's just some powers you just can't fucking do anything about for the meantime so there, there are some people you just can't touch which is creepy it's haunting mm. <laughs> he's just got this invisible wall of protection and he knows it and he wears it quite proudly and especially if you're playing if you're like me if you're playing like a communist cop yeah well that's i was doing the same and i outwardly went out of my way to piss him off uh but of I mean, course he, he you reins you in because he's him and Kim share the same political philosophies as moralists. He doesn't get pissed off. That's the thing. No, yeah. he's not just a moralist. He's like a is he a super liberal? Is ultra liberal? No, I think he's mostly a moralist. He's like Maybe the the you're... bad moralist, the gross one. Yes, no. Um, uh, Joyce is a is an ultra liberal. <laughs> Which is weird, considering I like Joyce a lot oh, more I, than I like that guy. I love Joyce. I think she's, you know, even if she turns out to be like the uh, one of the biggest villains of the thing, she could be she's one like a of manipulator. She, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't care. She's just so engaging as a character. <laughs> like she's disco baby. She's disco. <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's it's. Did you get a? Did you get the reality locked lowdown from her? I did get the reality lowdown from her, and that shit is interesting. I have to say that is what I. That's exactly what I would uh, mark as a spoiler for the audience. Mm-hmm. Is what the, the the case of the reality lowdown is. But I do want to talk about it. Uh, yeah, like the geographical, the geographic, uh, like topography of the world that you're on is like, huh, interesting. Yeah, we'll not do it now. We'll do it, like, next episode or whenever we're both done. We'll have the big capital S spoiler cast. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. That sounds good. Um, Let me see. What else did I do? Uh, Oh, yeah, in in regards to the the Sunday friend in particular, because I was a communist cop, and he (laughs) greeted against me real bad, especially because he doesn't get annoyed in the slightest Uh because he has no reason to, because why would he? You know, he he's 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 sitting there from like his ivory tar, and when I'm talking about you know things were pretty good when the commune was in charge, and he goes, <laughs> if the communist commune was so good, how come we came in and kicked the shit out of you and took over? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Also worth noting, I didn't speak to him with Kim. I spoke to him after the fact with, uh, with when Kim went to bed. Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So uh, I I didn't have Kim next to me agreeing with what he says, which uh, would have been very disheartening. I have to say. Yeah, yeah, it actually did make a. It was kind of a cold blow. He um, Kim considers himself a moralist, so he does because well, the cops are under the same branch, all mm-hmm. under. I don't the... even mind the moralists. Like uh, I'm pretty sure I was sort of going back and forth on deciding at at some point. <laughs> I think it's like Thursday morning. Or maybe it's Wednesday night. Uh, your personalities or your thought processes will basically go, "Okay, man. So what's up? Come on, you've got to make a decision. What's your what's your copper type?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, it it it, it definitely hinds you for one by the end. Not. It gave me the option to wriggle out of it, but uh, I sort of saw that the writing was on the wall and went, "Okay, you know, it's time to commit to something." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sort of waffled back and forth between communist cop and uh, moralist cop. Yeah. Purely because you know. 
you know, your comp, you know, I more or less probably resembles my real life beliefs a little bit more, but uh communist cop, you know, come on, let's <laughs> let's get real here. Capital C communism, let's go, baby. Is this not so some picked... some form of power fantasy? Can I not dream? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, one of the options was to to be a, a revishal uh patriot, and I like the idea of my character being a patriot, but it was physical instrument that was proposing it. Oh right. And physical instrument <laughs> Don't listen to the that only guy. times <laughs> The only times I've ever heard physical instrument pipe up to offer some advice is whenever he's trying to make me go like super fashy, and uh, I'm not into that. So <laughs> no thanks, physical instrument. Oh, I love it. the uh, The only time I've acquiesced to physical instrument is that he was the biggest proponent proponent for the um, the uh, inanimate object uh, destruction force. I've done that a couple of times, I, I confess, yes. Oh, also, Half-Light. Half-Light tells you to do that a lot. <laughs> yes. Listeners, for those who can't guess, uh, Half-Life is the st- Sorry, Half-Light is the stat that's responsible for flight-or-flight split-second decisions based on, like, <laughs> impulses. So occasionally, every once in a while, you'll, like, I don't know, if you try to, like, shoulder barge a door and it doesn't work and it hurts you... Half light will be like, how fucking dare this fucking door yeah, hurt yeah. you? Make it regret it, and it, it it mostly just makes you hurt yourself even more trying to open doors that don't want to be opened, or like physically threaten people, which can be helpful sometimes, admittedly. Yeah, we've talked about inland like, inland empire being one of the basest urges, but half light is like one step further down. It is the immediate mm-hmm. reaction to whatever is happening around you, and a very yeah, half light is you stubbed your toe, man. Fuck that chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. What <laughs> um, my character ended up embodying was the... Um, I, don't, I can't really remember the name of it, but it was called the Inanimate Object Destruction mm-hmm. Force or something like that. Which yeah, I got an gives, achievement for that. gives you uh, health back every time you kick something or punch something that is inanimate like a door or a bin. Oh, you internalized that thought? Neat. Although I found that some of the things that you kick hurt you when you also kick them so you take damage then get that damage back but yeah that's that's one of my character's main traits <laughs> they destroy small inanimate objects in some sort of petty attempt for revenge against the world i'm looking forward to what i can only assume is the inevitable three hour long h-bomber guy review of this game <laughs> yeah yeah because uh, I'm sure his inbox is probably like flooded with people screaming at him to look at this game because it is up his alley very much. I, I would go for a 16R Tim Rogers review if it's if it's on the way. <laughs> mm. You know, maybe, although to be fair, in his Kotaku days, I think the the best of 2019 list he he didn't say any of the games that came out in 2019 were essential games. Mm. So maybe he didn't play. He it, might not have played waiting, it, or maybe he simply doesn't like it. He's not al- he's not allowed to have taste. <laughs> He must do what the people say. Any any uh, major uh, decisions on your side of the of the court? Anything that's really shifted or changed on your on your adventures? The investigation is going well. That's uh, good. What did you, you have? Have you met the Hardy Boys yet? I'm sure you have. I've met now. them. Yes, I haven't got very far with them, uh, other than like the first conversation you have with them, where you they they incriminate themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that that was really neat. Yeah. Because I thought I was going in here expecting them to like you know use like a legal loophole like an anti uh, not a like a oh we're going to phrase this in a certain way where we're within the realms of the law as 
we understand I find the bureaucratic way to say it <laughs> yeah no they didn't do that they did something altogether a lot more interesting where they all confessed to the crime at once <laughs> has a quote-unquote anti-arrest tactic they pulled it they pulled the spartacus <laughs> yeah it's not a legal defense it's an anti-arrest tactic where it's like no you're literally not capable of arresting all of them at once it can't you can't do it so you're stuck and I thought, man, that's that's interesting. I've never seen that before. Yeah, certainly, I don't think. No, not in, certainly not in a game. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I find them interesting, but no, I haven't had any any further interactions with them. I take it you've you've bumped up against them a few more times. Uh-huh. I, I I find myself growing fond of them. I have to say. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of seemed apparent that they were they were in some way in the right about what their their actions were. So, uh, as a group, the their decision to murder. <laughs> <laughs> if they did or didn't it, do it, it either way they they uh they're fucking their balls at standing up for it you know you had mm. to respect it i like i like the you know what it's just this game's not afraid to get political and this is a good example where these guys don't recognize the authority of the police so they've taken it upon themselves to work together as a kind of pseudo police force mm-hmm. and i'm like ah huh, yeah that's interesting and like your opinions on that can you know change based on your your inputs but uh, I, I, I think that's a cool notion where it's like, hmm, maybe maybe in this instance, maybe that's for the best. Mm-hmm. That it's not official police. They've got like their own pseudo police force. But, uh, you know, they don't do trials. They don't really have fur trials. So it's not the same thing. There's like a debate to be had there. And I'm like, God, I am like, I have been starved for this kind of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> starved to feel and think about something in video games. And entertainment. Mm-hmm. Particularly contemporary stuff. Yeah. Like, when did this game come out? 2019. 2019? Mm-hmm. And uh, George Floyd got murdered when? Was that also 2019? That was 2020? George George Floyd died uh, last year. Because, uh, well, even so, that's close enough timing for you to go, damn, these guys had their fingers on the <laughs> oh, pulse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially for this game that allows you to play the most fucking jackbooted thug of a fucking cop if it, if it pleased you. And it's like, ooh. Uh, depending on how you play, these guys might have a lot more of a point than than they might have done otherwise. It's like this is this is good. This is yeah, a good yeah. fucking game. Everybody's everybody gets caught in the net somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my personal my personal favorite are the moments where it calls out the political ideologies you choose. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. it lets anybody have a get away without a slap on the wrist, which is so yeah. Fun. That's it's neat in that regard. My my, my favorites are always the ones. That <laughs> It's always it always seems to be extra stinging to moralists. I don't know what it is. Every time I see read the options where it's like I think everything is fine and the systems that be are perfectly <laughs> perfectly adequate for the scenario that we're in, and you're like, okay, <laughs> that's obviously the dumbest thing somebody could say right now. It's not. I don't think it's the moralists that get it the worst. It's quote unquote centrists because I noticed that there's a, there's like a subtle distinction drawn. Oh yeah, where you'll have the they'll have like yo. Joyce, for instance, will ask you for your take on an opinion, like your opinion uh-huh. on a given topic. And you can, there's like a list and you go, all right, here's the communist one. Here is the fascist one. Here is the ultra liberal one. Here is the moral intern one, Here, like the moderate one. Sorry, the moralist one. And then you'll have like the, I don't have an opinion on this. I'm a centrist, whatever. <laughs> and that is the one without exception that gets the most mocking. Yeah, yeah. But you should. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Love it when my thought processes explicitly say to me, don't pick this one. <laughs> also, I managed to get karaoke going, and that was oh, great. That's still on the list. 
I think I've tracked down the song. I just need to buy it. Is that what's up? It's you, in the second hand store. Uh, you, if you've got the track, you need two things. You need a uh, you need the tape with the song on mm-hmm. it, and uh, you need the uh, music player in order to actually play the uh, song. Yeah, I don't have either of those things. I've been dirt poor almost this entire playthrough. That's why I'm trying to yeah, sell I've these been, these, uh, these goddamn boots. <laughs> have you got a hobo cup? No. Did you find the the tear bag? I did. But have, it, you, it, uh, it, have you been pathetically wandering around Martinez picking up like <gasps> bottles and like tins I, of? I feel like I I, empty I, tins I, of... I ran out of tear by the first day. I haven't been able to find any new tear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I, I took that as far as I could possibly take it. Apparently, there are fraud processes which you can internalize if you're a if you if you have a high savoir faire uh, and you and you go for a more ultra liberal character. You have ways of getting money, so you'll be a bit more rich in that regard. God damn! But uh, that, that's not—that's not my lifestyle, man. I'm not about that shit. It's not about the money. <laughs> I do want to sleep well at night. Oh god, I almost tried to get away with it. I—I I just couldn't do it. Have you? Where you get the other option rather than sleep in the hotel is to sleep in the in the fucking dumpster out back. Oh yeah. I just, no, I didn't I get that. Do I it. Li- <laughs> I just couldn't do it for my character's sake. It's like, you're starting afresh, man. You cannot sleep in a bin. Also, Kuno's there, and, you know, I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't bear to see myself denigrated further by have that you, have, little fucking shit. Have you tried to empathize with Kuno yet? Tragically, my, uh, my stat loadout is such as that I only have two possible points that I can put in the empathy before I hit the max, mm. and I have hit that max, so now I can no longer refresh the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the prompt. Option. Or mm-hmm. the white check. Which is a shame, because by now I could have done so, but alas, yeah. no longer. It's, it's a point in my entire gameplay at this... I, I have to do it at some point. I have to emphasize with this monster. It's, it's never going to happen for me, I'm afraid. <laughs> I feel like it's more Although, suitable for you that it should never happen. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did internalize a thought, though, and the reward for that internalization was, in addition to a stat bonus... It was to unlock all the failed uh, intelligence checks. Oh, and I was, I was like, damn, that's pretty useful. Like, now I have, an, I have an intelligent build, so that wasn't as great a boon for me as it might have been otherwise. But if there's one for like that for the psychic one or the the emotions one, that would be very useful. This game is excellent, but I do have like a, a couple of like really, really minor. Yeah, quibbles. the niggles are starting to build. It's, I mean, when you're playing mm-hmm. a game for like twenty hours or more. It's got you. Got to have some qualms. Like these are some real minor, minor quibbles. Like uh, I like that you can change your clothes to alternate your stats. I know Yahtzee didn't like that. He thought it was too video gamey, but I, I quite like that. Uh-huh. One complaint I do have is that, God, you desperately need a means of sorting your inventory, because I'm really tired of whenever I come to a check, you know, I'll uh, scour for my inventory looking for a clothes loadout that's optimized towards passing that check uh-huh. and i have to manually go, go for each, each and every one going the, the boons. Uh, going okay i need composure does this one do composure no 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 oh this one yeah that one da, 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 da. and i have to do this every time because i'm not going to memorize the entire mm. fucking my entire wardrobe yeah if if right? maybe if so, maybe they did a little color coding behind the image of the item have you figured out the trick by the way which is if you have skill points for the love of god do not spend them <laughs> Um, I, 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 I seem to be unable to resist spending them. I <laughs> uh, see. Uh, I did. I was the same at first, where every time I got one, I spent it right away. 
And then uh, I, I, I hit a nice patch where I managed to get two skill points within relatively quick succession of one another. Mm. And I spent one right away and I kept another one in reserve because you never know when you might need it. And then sure enough, later on, I fucked up a skill check and I went, damn, that's a pain in the ass. But luckily, oh. I can refresh that skill check by upgrading the skill that that's a check for. And did you pass it the second time? I did. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so right, right now I've actually got a, I've nearly, I've internalized nearly my entire thought cabinet. I've only got two slots remaining. Uh, those are wow. useful. Those are very useful. The good ones anyway, like the physical instrument one was shit. Just solidifies my <laughs> mind that I should never listen to that guy any, any time he speaks. I had to spend a skill point. They went, do it. Ugh. I don't know. A build, a, a build of the character where you punch your way through the story does sound really entertaining. Mm-hmm. But, well, in addition to being punchy, he's also fashy, so got to be careful yeah. with that. Game. Yeah, that's true. So I've, I'm currently sitting at like four, maybe five free skill points because I don't know where to spend them. Because my character is actually decent enough where I'm passing most of my skill checks. Because I've got the I've got the cloves, I've got a, a decent enough in most of them, except for physical instrument. But you know, whatever. I I find that I don't need physical instrument most of the time, so I'm safe in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there might come a... T- oh, one of our minor quibble. Uh, have you gotten the map? I do. I have it. The map is a handy feature where on the left-hand side, it'll show you all the skill checks that you've encountered so far, and it highlights the ones that you can do right now. Yes. I have noticed that uh, some skill checks are no longer uh, accessible in the game world. Like uh, in the Whirling and Rags, there's like a union worker who's asleep. And there's an option to wake him up to talk to him. But I never picked that. But mm-hmm. uh, that's still listed as one that I can do in the map. Even though he's not there anymore. And I can no longer interact <laughs> with him. And I'm like, no, that's that's you got to uh, clean that up. You got to tidy that up. That, that, that hurts the brain a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it that 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 whole section is such a... Uh, uh, it's still quite cluttered. I only really look at it anytime I, I'm in a place rather than trying to find a place. I'm like, I'm here. Is there anything I've forgotten to do while I'm here? You know, like if I'm back at the bookstore, it's like, oh, and were there any checks while I was at the bookstore while I'm here, just in case? Do I get to check the uh, the Hercules books, the, the Conan ripoff books? Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Did I pass that last time? No, let's give that a go. All right, I see myself in this character now. I got a spirit animal from one of the checks <laughs> at the bookstore. Ooh, cool. That's a, that has to be an Inland Empire thing, because I didn't get that. Uh, what was it? A cockatoo. My spirit animal is a cockatoo. <laughs> Chatty, but kind of friendly and well-meaning. And I got and by following a conversation line, I found a, a book about all the different types of cockatoo. And then I got to pick out my type of cockatoo, which was the funeral cockatoo. Just what did in you, case anybody uh, what, wants to know. <laughs> what did you think of Plesiance? Uh, <laughs> Plesiance! Who is the bookstore owner in the game? Uh-huh. Um, uh, you and her must have gotten al- gotten along like peas uh, in a pod because you're such supernatural <laughs> fucking people. Fucking huh? nutcases! I swear, I swear, this game knows I want paranormal activity. It has handed me, especially for Plusians, it handed me so many options to be like the world is bigger than we know. Something's happening outside the story, and it's much, much creepier and twistier. And it's there's something that's controlling it behind the scenes. And that that whole conversation, I got to confirm to my character build. Yes, I believe in this. I want this to happen. I want this to be a part of it. And then it's, I realized on the menu, it started putting in points to Apocalypse Cop, and I was like, Ah, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, damn it! 
shit. That wasn't exactly all. The, it seemed like all the options up up until Pleasance's conversations on that on on those matters um, were always a, on a more religious theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you got talking to her, she's all about paranormal ghosts. She's all about um, spirits and the we, the ways they influence our daily lives. And I was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I love this. Let's do this. Uh, and it turned out that also falls under Apocalypse Cop, at least from what I can tell. Uh, so now I, I I am any chance I get, I am wheeling towards trying to get all more points into uh, Apocalypse Cop. But uh, I'm starting starting way behind the the, the starting pistol. <laughs> no, uh, because I'm playing such a, a rationalist cop. Uh, and I, please, I, I was not prepared to indulge Pleasance's <laughs> bullshit, and uh, you know, I, I poked my head around the the doomed commercial quarter or whatever it is, and uh-huh. uh, I didn't see anything supernatural, and I came back and said as much to her, and she just did not believe me. She just, <laughs> oh wow, no, she just like, I'm pretty sure rhetoric or logic, just after the conversation goes on long enough, just chimes in to go. She's not. She's not interested in this. Anything that you have to say, she's not. You cannot convince her. She's decided that this is haunted, and there's nothing that you can do to persuade well, her. I, That's I'm simply st- how some people are. So you're gonna have to stop. We're interested in. She's interested in the curse of that district that is that could and potentially uh, will affect her own business, as it has affected the fifteen or so also in the same that used to be in the same building. Mm-hmm. And the only two that are still there are hers, and one owned by what she assumed was a ghost, but is not, uh-huh. is a delightful dice maker hidden away, who is lovely. Um, yeah, she's very nice. She's very nice. I, I ordered dice, because I want to get that, I want to go down the world route. I, I feel like there's something creepy about the world game, and I want to figure out what the mystery is behind it. Uh, I don't even know what the world is, I'm excited to hear more about that when the time comes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, that sounds I, like... I mean, you, you, you're you talking about all kinds of, like, psychological lynching shit that I'm not even, like, seeing because I'm not picking an Inland Empire run. <laughs> I don't think this one was... Wordle is just the name of the game that the game developers in that district were making. Oh, you, yes, okay. You can, you can buy it in the bookstore, and you can get the dice for it from the dice maker. It costs chunk, chunks of cash uh, to, to pursue, but I want to yeah, figure out what Yeah, that sounds like the, tabletop gaming, all right. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I want to. I want to unravel. That's the mystery I'm currently most in- entrenched in: is figuring out what the hell went on with that game company, because of their creepy ghost phone lady who uh, mm-hmm. who who uh, is still working for them, even though she's not. She's not. Uh, she's not. There. Oh no! I no. I think she's just a. She's, she's just a, real a switchboard lady. operator. Have you talked to the real ghost lady though? Uh, I have not spoken to any ghost lady. The only I, uh, if you're referring to like the lady at the other end of the the phone line, she's just a switchboard operator. I, I don't think that she's not her, but yeah, the, the other one, the 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 pre-recorded one. Have you talked to her? Ooh, no. If you go outside of the of that building and go to the you know where the where the buttons for the businesses are or the uh, what do you call that intercom? Yeah, uh, one of the buildings you call has a creepy message that you can engage in a long conversation with. Uh, and then you can find out that it's actually looping, uh, uh, even though you're responding to it in time, uh, and Ooh. it's a it's a it's a mystery all to itself, and I haven't got an answer yet, but it's it's still going, and it's fair. You know that the, you know that there's a spiritual intriguing. energy involved. Oh is that yeah, what you're saying? my character uh-huh. will not let uh, like um, 
Kim has a very rational reason for why this is happening, and my character will not let it go that it's supernatural. <laughs> and I hope that I'm right. <laughs> but all these things, all these things are kind of tied into each other. Where I'm like, I just like. The game keeps giving me these cool options to go like, that's this is something ghostly. And to be fair, this world is a lot more unrealistic than I thought it was from the outset. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I might never be con- entirely wrong here. Uh, this is very exciting. Although, yeah, now that I think about it, Apocalypse Cop could only really mean just a sort of end of the world storyline. And I don't really want to, I don't really want that. I just want to I want spooky times. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, I won't give too much away, but uh, you might find some interesting content a little further up the coast. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, ooh. Yes, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I love this true crimes bullshit. Yeah, I didn't care for Plesians at all. Sure, no, I, I mean, just, she's like, a terrible person. I, I have met Plesians <laughs> in real life, and I didn't care for her then either. No, absolutely not. She is a terrible, terrible person. I did uh, yell at her and get her to bring her daughter indoors. Because mm-hmm. uh, she's a horrible, cruel person, uh, mm-hmm. but she's also she nuts strikes me as the and... sort of person who would teach re. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's about all that I can really say about Disco Elysium for now. That seems plenty. What what was that? An R of Disco Elysium? Mm-hmm. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> Watch Lee stream, and you'll know what the fuck we're talking about. How was your weekly? Assuming it also wasn't all disco. <laughs> it was. <laughs> where the news? Where the news? Where the news at? Where the news? Where the news? Where the news at? <laughs> 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 That's uh, my tribute to the the late great DMX. DMX. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I hope that's not taken as offensive. Yeah, uh, come at me, <laughs> all them DMX fans who listen to this podcast. Come at me. Oh god! All right, the news. I wrote here. Ha 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 ha! Oops. PS3 and Vita shall ride ever on. What a silly week we had, mm-hmm. and we'll never have again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cyberbullying companies is fun and is always morally correct. <laughs> you might just get your way. Thanks, Sony. Yeah, so the the PSP is still going, but you know it was the PSP. It's uh, it was it's old enough for that to be not so big of a deal. Also, uh, the people who need to catalog the PSP have already thoroughly cataloged mm-hmm. it, so that's not much of a deal. Uh, listeners, just to be clear, our previous episode where we talked about how Sony was going to take down the PS3 and PS Vita stores, their online platforms for buying off of it, and all the you know apocalyptic things that were going to happen to the ecosystem as a result of that, well, that's gotten a stay of execution. Yeah, it's still going Sony to happen. Sony has decided that they're... Oh yeah, it's inevitable. It's if still anything, going to happen. They sh- but, they uh, Sony- embarrassingly showed their hand too early, but now everybody knows what they have and they still have to play it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess uh, all our friends over at Nassau and uh, Tortuga <laughs> can uh, they they have a little bit more breathing room now. They've got some time to to get the work done, the good work done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, that gives me just enough time to decide uh, whether or not a, a Persona a Persona Three remake is coming in my lifetime, and uh, then whether or not to get finally just go out and get it on the fucking PS3 store, uh, mm-hmm. and then other things on the Vita that I'm sure you know Persona Persona Two remake for the PSP is out, out in that. I should, you know I should get that. Mm. You know, so anyway, speaking uh, speaking of companies uh, that you should cyberbully, <laughs> so many. This could, this story could be about anything. <laughs> now, Lee, as I'm sure you know, uh, presumably because you read about it at some point during this week, uh, some time ago, a couple of years, I think, IGN acquired Humble Bundle. No, I didn't know that. That's who owns Humble Bundle. Uh, well, that's who owns Humble Bundle as of a couple of years ago. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's not good. So, uh, Humble Bundle, as you may or may not know, listener, was a... a past tense. <laughs> Lots of scary details coming in here before the actual story's broken. Humble Bundle was a, a project, if you like, where they would put up a number of indie games, uh, and you could pay any amount of money that you liked in order to get them. Although there was rewards for paying above a certain threshold. Like, you know, one of the earlier ones would be like, oh, they're going to give you Limbo and Braid. But if you pay over $10, they might throw in Bastion and something Mm. else. Or the soundtrack to to those those games and so on. Little details. Cool Mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, all of this was for charity. And uh, you could donate as much money or as little money as you liked. And you could allocate how much of your donation went towards Humble Bundle as a tip, how many of it, how much of it went towards the developers of the games that were being up for grabs, and how much of it went towards charity. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I availed of Humble Bundle quite a number of times. Uh, they had, like, I think a large number of the indie games that I have in my Steam library I have as a result of Humble Bundles. It was a pretty sweet deal, and you felt pretty good doing it. Everyone wins with Humble Bundle. Now, yeah, I had sort of fallen off the bandwagon in the last two years. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you, well, I could tell you why. It's because they seem to shift to more of a kind of subscription service where if you subscribe to them monthly, they would have three things and stuff like that. And I I dislike subscription services, generally speaking. So I fell off the bandwagon. Uh, that was one amber light. Mm. That was, you know, a yellow card for them. Another one was that they started getting, oh, here is the Activision bundle. Here's a bunch of Activision games. Yeah, they got, the, or the, here they is got the, straight up the big, the big companies involved. Mm-hmm. Here's the EA bundle where you get a Mirror's Edge and a couple of Battlefield games and maybe a Dead Space. And I go, well, that's interesting. They've hit the big leagues, I thought to myself, with some <laughs> unease. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, at some point within the last two years, IGM bought them, and uh, business has continued as usual until this most recent fortnight, where uh, IGN has now set strict limitations on how much of the money that you put into Humble Bundle you can actually give to charity. Ooh. It's now 15% max. Oh, that's... Hmm. <laughs> that's not a lot. That it used to be that you could just IGN's put 0% towards everything else and 100% towards the charity. You can allocate it as you please. Max 15? The max that you amount that you can give to the charity is 15%, which, coincidentally, I have been formed, is the minimum amount that you need to put in for it to be tax deductible. Although I can't yeah, verify that. Uh, it's like, it's well, here it's like 12.8, isn't it? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, it might be 15. Might be 15. So if, even even if you give the max amount to charity, that's a tax deductible write-off from IGN's part. 
Oy vey. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, the weird thing as well, Humble Bundle has already expanded. I've played now, what, two games that were produced by the Humble Bundle company? A short mm, hike, okay. uh, which I talked about uh, in my best games list of last year and at some point on the podcast, I believe. Really, really cute, short, fun game uh, was uh, developed by a team that seemed to be going under the Humble Bundle label. Uh, and another one very recently was Wilmo's Warehouse, I believe, had Humble Bundle mm. somewhere in the in the production. So it seems like they're shifting that way, although that now is, makes it all the more muddy and terrifying that IGN are involved. involved well, they've in been involved for two games. years, it seems now. Like, isn't that a conflict of interest? <laughs> it's, now they're also selling games? <laughs> How is that not a conflict of interest? But then, if you're going to IGN at this point for critical opinion, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. They've burned me once on this podcast before, so... Yeah, how many how many corpses in the wastelands do you need to watch? <laughs> you need to, need to see felt before you before you realize that's not a company, it's a monster. No, yeah, I'm sure they'll probably still offer some very good deals, and uh, it'll probably still be pay-as-you-want, at least for now, mm-hmm. anyway. And, uh, you know, some of it will be a really good bargain, and the money, some money is still going to charity, I suppose. But uh, the whole thing's left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, to be honest, at this point. Yeah, there's definitely a, a new wariness about the whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to add I mean, uh, I, I knew it was on the downhill for some time because of the subscription thing and the, the big boys getting their names involved, which is never, ever a good thing. <laughs> EA just, you know, Unicronic Arts, you know, they just consume... Everything they touch turns to waste. Activision as well. We will be getting into them later in this segment. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, before we go there... Just bad news all around. Have you heard all this all this grumbling about Days Gone 2? No, I haven't heard anything about that. Oh, no, I have. No, I have. I have heard a little bit. Yes. <laughs> this is I've also heard about kind of a petition. non-story. Where it's about uh, the, the lead game designer for... Uh, no, no, no. It was the yeah the creative director and writer of Days Gone is getting got really pissy and bitchy and moany on like an interview with David Jaffe about Days Gone too. I'm going to quote him directly here rather than paraphrase him so you get the the full breadth of it. Uh, on David Jaffe's interview show, he says, "I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest, and it may piss some of them off." If you Ooh. love a game, buy it at fucking full price. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, I've seen gamers say, "Yeah, I got that on sale. I got it on PS Plus. Whatever." Like he got really pissy and money. Like people buy games discounted. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I imagine it's because someone at Sony uh, basically said that they weren't interested in making Days Gone Two, and he took that very personally. <laughs> it's, it's it's because the fucking customers didn't buy it at full price, like. That's no. All right. It's not the customer's fault. It's never the customer's fault, my man. Your road hick zombie game is just such a vision that it's been destroyed in its own time. I I don't know what to tell you, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's like what? Like a a third party Sony developer is trying to out Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog. (laughs) Your Last of Us Light. And uh, David Jaffe in typical, what I know of, stern, cold fashion, I imagine. David Jaffe, in a manner that I can only assume is uncharacteristic of him, based on what I know of him, asked him, in a moment of rare lucidity, 
but how do you know you love a game until you've played it? Oh, so he actually and, said uh, exactly that. Yeah, and so Garvin didn't really have an answer for this. He says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just saying you don't. Wow. But don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. It's like, you know, God of War got whatever number of millions oh, of sales at launch straight, and, you know, Days Gone didn't. I'm, I'm just speaking for me personally as a developer. I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are. Basically backtracking and saying he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> I love that that didn't at all sound uncharacteristic for David Jeffy. Because what I, I know and mm-hmm. have seen of the man is that he likes to make people feel like dicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. He then goes on to say, uh, G- Garvin making himself look real real good here i can tell you that when we were doing dark mirror on psp we got so fucked because piracy was a thing and sony really wasn't caught up uh, in what piracy uh, was doing to sales oh man could we, I not? we show them the torrents a torrent site had 200,000 copies <laughs> of dark mirror being downloaded i remember right the numbers could be wrong but regardless i was pissed about it then i was like this is money out of my pocket Holy fucking shit! So it's it, like I, I like this because it's not it's not just the outside media that likes to tear apart the video game industry and 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 sort of back it into a corner with the same blatant demands and and accusations. Ah, oh, the violence and the kids mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking developers themselves will tear themselves apart if you know piracy continues to exist. Mm-hmm. Even though there's it's, yet uh, to be tangible evidence that piracy just completely destroys a game's economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, I don't bring this sort of thing up as a news story because a person has bad take on internet <laughs> is not really yeah, not that's worthy what, enough to I be left on the news. Twitter, man. I didn't need to drag back into my living room. <laughs> this wasn't even on Twitter. This was a news that's what story. I mean. it's, this, it's, this it, has, it has the, the accusational vibes of a Twitter argument. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's a dev is really, really funny to me. And guess what? Else, like later on in the interview, he says that his departure from Ben Studios was based on his personality rather than anything to do with the performance of Days Gone I believe or like it. sequel stuff. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at videogameschronicle.com, their article on it, and I'm going to quote it here. After being asked directly by Jaffe if he was fired, Garvin replied, It was a hard, long development. Six years. And I worked six years of crunch. And here's the thing. I love working crunch. I love what I do, so it's not that big a deal. But it doesn't mean it's good for me. Oh my god. I love crunch. I love it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, yes. When you're in development, it's a nonstop pressure with milestones, profitability, people management. And to be honest, at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is we had a few heated arguments over the last year or so. And I would end up yelling and selling something like, just give me a package so I can get the fuck out of here. Some shit like that. (laughs) And when it was just Chris Reese and I in a very small studio, that kind of heatedness was fine. But by the time you get to a hundred person studio... You can't have one of the directors losing their temper, you know. And I'm not a great people person anyway. And it's not like they didn't try. I was put through training a couple of times. Like, <laughs> hey, here's how you go out to lunch with whoa. people more and be a better director. Whoa, and dude, whoa, I kind of suck at all that. <laughs> but anyway, I just felt like leaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Like, uh, it very much feels like a Mike Z situation where the guy was a complete, like, prima donna, like, <laughs> oh dick to work with, and uh, they just got rid of him because love- he was no longer th- all that useful in the end. He was disposable. I love that he, like, the way he's wearing, the way he's wearing uh, his forced or unforced or ambiguous exit from this company in one sentence, uh, just creative differences, and in the next a complete meltdown about his nature and of interacting with other human beings. <laughs> You're like, okay, uh-huh. there's no way oh, I, can, yeah, I sent- can't infer something about this, about the circumstances of you in that position. They, they sent him to training, but he didn't specify exactly what the training was, which makes me think it was like sensitivity training yeah, or something absolutely. like, here's how not to be a tremendous turd to your colleagues. Oh and he's like, God. yeah, this isn't really my thing. I don't know about this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's so good god you know i i i i may i may have sounded like i was coming out against uh petty developer dramas <laughs> but i live for it <laughs> if we could have one of those per episode i would be a happy man <laughs> mm. just bitty squabbles and it's what's even what's even funnier is that like i've read a good bit of um uh, Jason Schreier's Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. And mm-hmm. um, what happens in uh, a lot of the cases when developers are, you know, for one reason or another, ejecting or ejected from a company, they sign documents in which they can't discuss it. This is the case uh, in, in the book. They talk about a- Amy Hennick, who worked on Uncharted for Naughty Dog. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously left the company uh, during between Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 4 after The Last of Us with no details about why or how the relationship was and no word to the press. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the reason is it's because she can't. She's under oath not to get into it, which in fair what you like, that's good. it's just standard practice, surely. Uh, but at the same time, you're like... You, Obviously, you feel like you can infer on that something is worth cl- not disclosing while the company well, gets I mean, that, its shit that's together. That's why it's standard practice. It's to create plausible deniability. Exactly, exactly. Um, I just, I love that there's no way this man didn't also have to sign that document. And yet, he can't even help himself. And without any specific words, has all but given away the story about how this asshole got picked out of his job. For being an asshole, I love it. I love it because it's it's just the inability to help himself. I don't know. Maybe that's cruel. Maybe maybe I should be more uh, sympathetic. You know, corporate life is hard, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I too love crunch. Love it. What's that? Uh, what's that JPEG I've seen doing the rounds of Lord Farquaad pointing, going, "Look, the worker has fallen in love with the system that exploits him." <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's like the gamer JPEG. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> See what I like about this game of ours, where we develop increasingly contrived segues, yeah, yeah. is that the the lo- the further through the news that we get, the more we tick off the like. The less selection we have to choose from, this the cram <laughs> something in. Uh, so speaking of, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of giant assholes, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not my best work. Uh, Inelegant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Bobby Kotick, uh finally reduced his salary. Well, uh, that's all right. He managed to he managed to ruin some things in the interim. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, so, I, so the whole thing, the new story is anyway that he uh, he, he reduced his sal- salary by half, so now he only pays a or only earns a paltry eight hundred and seventy-five thousand a year. Uh, what was interesting about this to me, aside from this kind of being follow-up on the fact that he got that tremendous three million whatever bonus this year for exceptional mm-hmm. sales, and also, um. You know, he was getting paid twice that amount at one point every year, which is already ridiculous. Uh, so he took he took this um, he took this cut, and I read into the article. The article on Gamma Sutra announcing this had a lot of detail, including documents about the Activision Blizzard and Bobby Kotick. You know, signing away what happened in the interim. And I actually read this document, which I don't know, maybe going too far, but uh, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Note that this was a voluntary reduction in response to something like continued focus on the company's quote-unquote pay-for-performance culture, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as the compensation committee getting involved. And I can imagine that this was an agreement pushed out of necessity to keep the company and Bobbert looking a little less like monsters to their shareholders. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to not to the public. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, it was a it was a push before you were shoved. So, sorry, a jump before you were pushed situation. Well, yeah, I guess if it cost shareholders dearly, uh, yeah, they would have wa- the, wanted blood. Um, I might be misremembering, but I do remember hearing that pe- members of the board were growing like increasingly exasperated yeah. with the amount of money that Bobby Kotick was receiving. I think, yeah, I think they might have been a part of the compensation committee. Yeah, it was that, and there was also a big collection of shareholders had formed into, I think, the compensation committee. Anyway, they, they, uh, they, they were the ones who brought his wages into question. But lest we forget, Kotick still gets his annual bonus, which has been halved as well from 400% of his wage to 200%, which is very decent. Uh, Mm. So he still gets his original wage for a good year. And of course, lest we forget as well, he has a massive stake in the company's stocks and has received a cool $20 million from that a couple of years in a row. Well, not maybe not in a row, but uh, on most well-performing years, he's made a cool $20 million in the past. Mm. So there's no reason why that should stop. No, he's not hurting. He's not hurting. Uh, except in one regard. I'm sure you've heard about this. But did you know he's having trouble romantically? Because uh, whenever he's dating a lady, she looks him up on the internet and she sees a whole bunch of photoshops of him with devil horns <laughs> with red filters over it. That's not true. I know. I mean, like, the photos are true. true. That can't. That news story can't be true. The, oh, Lee, that's absolutely true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just... The- how do how do we get even get this kind of new story? <laughs> Slander. <laughs> he didn't he didn't actually open up about this, did he? Alright. I'm on a Kotaku here by Owen Good, circa twenty twelve. Please quit photoshopping horns onto Bobby Kotick's uh, head. It is bad for his dating life. <laughs> Today's New York Times profiles Bobby Kotick, the boss of Activision Blizzard and longtime bit noir for many a longtime gamer, many of whom have created unflattering portrayals of him quickly found by Google image search. Well, he wants you to know this doesn't help his game because he's divorced and on the prowl, which is a <laughs> sentence that I really wish they hadn't phrased that way because I had to say it out loud. <laughs> 
think what it's like for my dating life when the first fixture that comes up for me is the me is the devil. Kodak tells the times. <laughs> now get into my bed. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> so uh, you know, just to, if we if we want to, you know, if people out there want to signal boost those images or just create cre- keep creating them, oh, then by all means, go oh, ahead. Oh my God. Why would I mean, he open a, up about this? He, or why would he? I, <laughs> What Maybe in God's just... name would ever get a person to say this thing publicly? I mean, I'm I'm surprised because the man is filthy rich. I'm sure he can just purchase a wife. Yeah, I mean, it can't be that hard. I'm sure there's a few unscrupulous people out there who generally don't care about that sort of thing, but just do it for the money. <laughs> yes, of course. Capitalism is based on that the knowledge of that fact. Speaking of uh, Bobby Kotick being the devil... Mm-hmm. No doubt you've heard this week that Activision Blizzard have sent a whole bunch of their studios to the Call of Duty mines. Yes, indeed. Including, but not limited to, Toys for Bob, the uh, the people who were tasked with resurrecting the Crash and Spyro franchises. And for all intents and purposes, we're doing a fairly good job a, as far as I A damn good job, discern. absolutely. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Crash Bandicoot 4 is Crash Bandicoot 4. Mm-hmm. It's no Sonic 4, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes, uh, once again, this this follows up from the previous story we did on. Oh man, who were they? They're dead now. Vicarious <laughs> visions mm-hmm. uh, simulate same year, isn't it? Like that didn't happen last year. That happened like a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. They got moved on to Blizzard companies to help. I don't know World of Warcraft or they were they, yes they were they were supposed to be working on the Warcraft Two remake. No, Diablo 2 remake. The, I was going to say, the, the reforged edition, the trap, <laughs> the honey trap. No, that's Warcraft 3 reforged. No, okay. That's, uh, no, Diablo 2, they were brought on to Diablo 2, which is allowing you to keep all your old shit. The, the Activision seems to be minimizing the new franchises they're working on and getting all their current studios to just bolster as many of the upcoming live service bait that's in the works as possible mm-hmm. uh, and uh, now Toys for Bob who expertly have not just cr- recreated but fully created uh, faithful and entertaining and charming 3D platformers of an era when games were good as uh, so, um, yeah, once, once more to the mouth with ye mm-hmm. now you are simply Toys for Bob mm-hmm. I wonder if that's where they got their name from Bobby Kotick? No, they they were they were. They're Bobby's toys. They were active way ba- way back when. Were they? Were they like? Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they made like Star Control and Star Control too. They were like '90s PC games. Oh, I see. But yeah, Activision's quite an old game company. I don't think Bobby Kotick's been in charge the whole time though. I don't mm, think. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Let me see. The name Toys for Bob's was coined by Lori Lessenreich, the wife of Paul Reich. It was chosen to simulate curiosity and allude to founders Reich and Ford's appreciation of real toys. Since, according to Reich, since, I'm probably saying his name terribly, uh, since people frequently asked who Bob was, he instructed everyone at the company to come up with their own Bob and swear he is the only one to confuse people. I like it. It's cool. Well, now there's one Bob to rule them all and in the darkness bind them, it seems. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Sega, boldly strides out <laughs> if if ever there was a case for the the twitter uh setup where it's nobody colon 
absolutely nobody, colon, Sega, NFTs for sale, coming tomorrow. <laughs> I can only assume that these were executive decisions that were made when NFTs were hot, and uh, no one was entirely sure what the fuck they were, and they seemed kind of new and newfangled and, and slick. And then the, the decision had already carried through the production chain uh, by the point that people realized that they were a scam, and they were an ecological disaster, and that they sucked. But it was too late at that point, so here you go, folks. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, people keep posting um, pictures of the bad future from Sonic CD in response. Mm, I'm down with that's that. Good. That's I good. I like that. That's good. Tasteful, tasteful criticism. Although the art of artistry of those screenshots could be made into NFTs, so I'd be careful with what you're dealing with there. <laughs> you might be giving them mm -hmm. ideas. Fortunately, the NFTs can be easily defeated by right-clicking and saving image. <laughs> <laughs> so uh speaking of sonic and sega oh you gave me an easy one this one uh knuckles confirmed for sonic 2 that's right the movie that's right you know what i was even more impressed by um yeah jim carrey's jim carrey's definitely coming back to that film i could have sworn he was he, never coming back <laughs> no i i think he had fun he did seem to have fun all the interviews pointed to him having and, fun but even still i was like i mean what else has he got going on he's huh? got loads of things he's a Successful man, calls his own shots, gets gets that dollar. I mean, I, what has he been in besides Sonic the Movie? <laughs> Lately? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> he was in um, Kick-Ass 2. How long ago was Kick-Ass 2, Lee? <laughs> that, that might be about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not at all staring at his Wikipedia page to find out that uh, apparently he had a comeback. As Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. I was about to say, comeback as the Sonic movie. He was Mr. Popper's Penguins. Remember that one from 2011? No, I don't. <laughs> I think uh, maybe it's just... I was going to say, it's one of two things. It's either he's, he's rich and successful enough that he can just take movies that he thinks he can do for fun and for a cheap bit of money. Or... Uh, he desperately needs the cash and will take any dirty job. I, 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 I'd, I'd rather the former. Hopefully, mm, just, yeah. just, to, just to big up the uh, the prestige of the Sonic the Hedgehog series, if anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it means we get to see more of his Mike Pollard impersonation, which I, Mike Pollock impersonation, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, I know. He's got to see him do that voice way more often, and he's got the mustache now, so this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm excited for this children's mm -hmm. movie that uh, yeah. no, for no reason should anyone be actually excited for. And uh, Tails is going to be in it, which we knew, and now it's confirmed Knuckles is going to be in it. So uh, hopefully those are the only, you know, ties into my theory, which is if you see too many at once, that means that they have no faith and they're just trying to cram <laughs> yeah. in as many as they can while it lasts. All right. Um, I think I'm out of news stories. There's I predicted like... that you would do that as well, but uh, that's all right. I gave myself a segue so that I could segue into my own thing, which is vaguely incestuous, but I'll take it. All right. Right. Speaking of things that I predicted, <laughs> the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is announced as being localized to the West. Did we not talk about this? We've talked about this. We yeah, we've talked about uh, how it hadn't been and that it should be, and it would no, be a relatively no, simple I, job. But... No, I specific we specifically talked about this on the news a few episodes back. I broke this to you and said they're on their way. It was rumored. It wasn't firmly announced. I think that might the have been trailer. The difference. The trailer has now come out, Ooh. and uh, I have to say, it looks good. It, it's They're really leaning into the time period, which I like. Mm -hmm. 
It means you have things like the Edgeworth equivalent saying things like, you people of Nippon are quite a queer bunch. And I go, ooh. <laughs> wow. Coming because, out uh, Yeah, he's coming to Europe. This this Japanese student of law is coming to Europe and getting involved in European crime courtroom dramas. And I'm like, ooh, cool. You're getting kind of racy. Literally racy. Uh, the, yeah, the other... The many reasons why this was obviously not localized at the time or coming coming home to roost. First of all, let me just say, I love historically accurate racism. It fills me with joy. <laughs> I don't understand why, but it just I think it's funny. That's a really weird take, but I'm sticking to it. I just you know what? I love it. I really do. When you just have like an ace attorney game where he comes over to Europe and a whole bunch of people are, are acting really funny to him because he's Japanese. Because let's see, when is this set? Is this set during the the isolationist period? It probably is. So <laughs> Europe is probably like a space colony to this guy. Mm. So wait, that's the premise? He goes to Europe? Uh, well, all the footage I've seen is him uh, going to Europe and getting embroiled in European court cases. Because, you know, lots of people <laughs> on top hats and things like that. Was this just so that, like, I'm sure, like, the the feudal Japanese court system was maybe a little too severe for this light, fluffy series? Maybe. I think it's because there was a period of time where they were sending a lot of people out so that they could modernize things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me refine that thing I said earlier. I said I love historical racism. That isn't quite what I meant. <laughs> Just like you promote critical race theory. Uh, the quote-quote-quote the quote, 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 advanced race theory. Advanced race theory, yes. The great race enigma. I think it's more along the lines of I dislike it when they sort of pretend it doesn't exist. So when something like this comes out that's supposedly kid-friendly that actually has it, I get really pleased. I go Mm. like, yeah, okay. They're not pretending it's not a thing. They're not glossing over it. They're leaning into it, even. If there's a way to be racist, that's it. Mm -hmm. That is the sensible (laughs) version of the take that I just blurted out. Uh, I've noticed uh, they advertise an interesting feature, which is the auto story mode. All right. As in what it this just means plays it plays like a movie. It play it just plays like a movie, and it solves the puzzles for you, and you uh, can just watch it like it was an episode of a show. Maybe I'd finally get it finished, <laughs> like the unfinished, uh, whatever the last one I have yet to finish. Trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, wish that wish that version had that. <laughs> it'll it'll just uh it'll go through, uh, the story. And yo, it'll get to a moment where he'll just select the correct things and present it and then talk through it like it was a, a, a visual novel, visual novel, like a, a just a story instead that's, of that's, that's very it the interesting. auto story mode. I, I like it because um, it'd be interesting to see it played out in a narrative capacity rather than a gameplay capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoenix Wright, or his equivalent in this case, like making constant wrong moves and getting caught out and it doesn't feel like it's your fault it's like just but the story shows that he's a bumbling idiot for like mm-hmm. 90% of any case and then 10% ah i've word tricked you into a corner and now you're fucked <laughs> i mean uh, i want i wonder how that's going to i guess he's always just always going to present the right thing that he needs to present to progress the story but mm. uh I guess the drawback of that is that if you're doing that, you miss out a lot of the the Easter eggs or the amusing reactions you get from constantly presenting your stuff. badge to everybody you meet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If there's a there's there's a lot of uh, of depth and rich richness in these games that you would lose out of if it linear makes itself just that touch bit more linear than it already is. 
So mm-hmm. even still, interesting for a repeat watch, maybe somewhere down the line, if after you've beat it, and then 10 years later you come back to it and you go like, I don't really want to play it, I just want to relive it. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, uh, my last news story, speaking of localizations... Before, no, before we move on, we ooh, did. Ooh, we ooh. talked about this in episode 32, by the way. It was wild speculation, cubbyhole. Uh, but in the clim- episode Climax Heat Action, when we also talked about the Yakuza localizations... I broke that uh, this was this was these these two games were coming to the West, so I wasn't losing my mind. We have talked about this, but it is now confirmed, and there's more detail. Thus, it's worth talking about again. All right, we're just there. We go. Cool. Save us a bit. Of, that's a bit of preemptive follow up. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of localization, this isn't a news story. It's literally a tweet. That thing you escaped Twitter from, I'm bringing you back <laughs> you, in. It's glad, no, I'm glad you're still there, I guess. <laughs> you could filter out the, the highlights, that'd be good. It's literally just Terry Crews tweeting, localized mother free, and that's it. That's the news story. <laughs> just, in case you didn't, just in case you didn't like him enough, guy's got good taste. <laughs> Will Nintendo pay attention to Terry Crews? What, almost what, a, what, a, what a pro. Yeah, almost not. <laughs> That man was in Crackdown 3. He's lost his right to talk about video games. I will round up my contributions by literally parroting what I thought was a really funny title of a <laughs> of a Kotaku article. And that is, The Noid is back to brackets, checks, notes, fight Crash Bandicoot and self-driving cars. Now, I, I heard all of those words <laughs> randomly interspersed in like, Twitter feed over the course of the week and I even saw some of them assembled in that order but uh, I never quite grasped what it was that was being communicated to me. Lee, can you help me out here? I, I, I can, I can. If, do you, right, so I assume you know the Noid. Have you hoid the Noid? Have I hoid the Noid? I have indeed. Yo Noid, I have hoid the Noid. Yeah, that's good. It's very important that you have especially for this story. Listeners, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, the Noid was the old Domino's Pizza mascot who is a file, constantly smiling maniac Gremlin. character yeah. in a red rabbit suit and and a big letter N on his belly. And he would he had a, steal uh, he pizzas. He had an NES game. He had an NES game called Yo Noid. And uh, it's famously awful. A famous uh, angry video game nerd episode about it way back in the day mm. his whole fo- his whole point was you would be annoyed if the noid s- stole your pizza oh uh, okay so that's that's i didn't the- know that so like, <laughs> i guess <laughs> i learned that today it's also it's it's bad because it's really bad it, it it wasn't clear either what what is what his purpose was he was just a pizza destroying asshole but that the idea was you would be a, it's it's an it's annoying you'd be annoyed <laughs> I had to you know, went too far into the corporate explanations. Uh, anyway, speaking of corporate explanations, Crash Bandicoot got a mobile auto runner game developed by King Software. Uh, yeah, I've uh, it's I've played it. I've downloaded it because I I love Crash Bandicoot, and so I obviously had to show up. Um, what a mark! And yeah, I know that's pretty. That's a pretty. But I would write the Crash Bandicoot movie adaptation if somebody wants to start paying me for that. You know, like I would, I would almost make it exactly like the Sonic the Hedgehog one. I would maybe even hire 
some of the same staff. If we could get um, Marsden, James Marsden in on this, I could, mm-hmm, I could write mm-hmm. you an excellent Crash Bandicoot real li- live action story. So uh, at me if you want that. Uh, <laughs> game's called Crash on the Run. Uh, I downloaded it. It was absolutely rife with gotcha timer mechanics and 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 fucking baity pay to play bullshit. Well, I mean, what did you think it was going to be? Well, I didn't Come know on. it was designed by King till I downloaded it. All right, and also mm-hmm. there have been better examples of this kind of stuff. They usually don't like lock you out of playing the game with a timer anymore. Like, like most auto runners, like Temple Run and, and the Sonic Runners, which all do quite well, don't have a you can play this much in a day feature anymore. So to see this come back in 2021 is it was actually kind of startling, and a good reminder to not download games on iP- iPads or anything unless they're Magic or apparently RuneScape's coming. RuneScape's coming to, to iPad soon. The full thing. RuneScape is almost unrecognizable now. I don't even know what that is, but it ain't RuneScape. That ain't my RuneScape. (laughs) Your character's still there, I can assure you. And he has Mm -hmm. all the same stuff. I check in. (laughs) I've lost my account, but Maria still has hers. She's excited. Maria, my wife, my wife, Maria. Mm -hmm. Yes. I wasn't sure who you meant for me. That's of course. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Backing way the fuck out of this. This terrible game has a crossover with Domino's pizza mascot from the 80s. Just in case it wasn't cynical enough. Yeah, and he's like a, a like a mini boss uh, and, and, and then you might get to play as him. No, I think he's just a mini boss. Uh, and uh, apparently Domino this comes with Domino's bringing him back. Literally like the least indicative of any brand kind of brand character anyone could ever see and is famous only for the fact that he's a terrible mascot. Uh-huh. Uh, so the fact that even in the in the post irony age, somebody would think this would fly over well with some kids or uh, dumb adults, I don't know. Although I guess it has me talking way more about Domino's Pizza than I ever would have in any I, other uh, circumstance. I didn't, w- I didn't, you know, Lee. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but it seems <laughs> like it's working. <laughs> anyway, don't download the new terrible fucking Crash game, and I don't know. If you're a Domino's pizza eater, go out of your way not to eat Domino's for like a fucking. I mean, like you shouldn't really be. I mean, if you're still eating Domino's you can, pizza, you can like do, you can do better. Yes, you can do better than are, Domino's. Yeah, I, that's that should that should be their new branding. <laughs> yeah, Domino's. Go, you can do better. Ooh, is that a podcast? That's a podcast. Oops. I love historical racism. What was I trying to communicate there? <laughs> that sounds like something like a lazy heel wrestler says in order to get some cheap heat from the crowd. Oh, yeah. Love a bit of racism. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop too.